Hey guys, welcome back to City Lights Podcast. It's Vic and Vic. Uh, today, we want to get into a topic that isn't really talked about much, would you say, right? Yeah. It's, it's a topic that might not be so pleasant to hear or so, you know, like doesn't tickle your ears, but I think it's very important. And it's a realization that each and every single one of us needs to have if you call yourself a Christian. Yeah. And, and, you know, as me and Victor, we always, uh, meet before the podcast, um, talk, pray, uh, you know, look, look at the scriptures and, um, you know, this topic kind of started off of, of, as like, you know, are we, are we, are we sacrificing enough as Christians, you know? And then, um, we kind of shifted towards, uh, um, the signs of a, of a true Christian, and, and that kind of connects as well because, um, you know, the fact is when, when Jesus preached and, and when the apostles preached, when the disciples preached, um, you know, during that time, uh, they were mostly rejected um, by, you know, the Pharisees, you know, for different reasons. and But many who came, you know, we, have, we highlight the story of the young rich ruler, right? He came to Jesus, um, he said, good teacher, um, uh, what, what shall I do to be saved? And, and, um, uh, you know, Jesus says, you know, keep the commandments and, and, you know, do, you know, do all these things. And, and he said, I have, I've kept those up until my youth, um, which of course no one is perfect anyway. But then he said, then sell all that you have and follow me. And, and that's when, he realized I don't want to do that, you know, and um, but I I don't think that's for just that young rich ruler. I think that's a a call to everyone who decides to follow Christ, you know. Yeah, and you know, for in that situation, this man was clearly rich, as the Bible describes him. He right. had a lot of possessions. So when he heard that, that was kind of you know he started grieving in his heart, and he went away grieving. And now you know that's kind of where the story ends, but taking that in our life you know not all of us not all of us are you know rich but that that still applies and that give up all that you have all that you are for my sake yes you know yeah. and follow after me this, these are the words of christ for each and every single one of us you know yeah and i think you know we might not all be you know rich with nice cars and everything but think living in America many of many of us are comfortable at least you know we we have this this sort of um comfortability that we that we live in and um it's not easy to get out of because we like it there and um I think you know, we're called to abandon that comfortability um there I'm a, there's a book I'm, I'm reading and it's talking about a man uh in in times of uh you know Hitler and he he was uh, I don't really remember much of the backstory. If you guys want to look up his name, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was um, uh, part of uh, Germany at the time, but he was trying to—he was fighting against, secretly trying to um, get Hitler out of out of office or whatever. But um, he had a quote, and he said, "To accept Christ is to accept death into your life." Um, and in meaning, obviously not physical, but it's a definitely a spiritual death where. Jesus calls us to die to ourselves and, and, uh, you know, the old man passed away and, and the new man 
is 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 Jesus. All things are passed away. Um, we're made new, and um, that's that's our call as Christians. That's what it's that's the change that's supposed to happen. Yeah, and you know, it very was possible that for his time in Nazi Germany, it could have meant literal death. You know, because just you know, yeah. we all know the Nazis they were exterminating the Jews, but they were not for any religion. You know, they were going for a state um, of atheism, you know, and it's like for him to, to say that and obviously, you know, go against the regime, it definitely could have meant death. And for our, you know, say grandfathers or, you know, grandparents or whoever else it may be in the Soviet Union, it was the same way where we're, we're accepting Christ meant the possibility of imprisonment right it meant the possibility of being sent to a work camp out in siberia you know out in the middle of nowhere and i feel like for us like you mentioned it's very very comfortable in in the right. u.s or it's also very very easy to be a christian you know you ask anybody on the street and be like oh yeah i mean you know, i'm a christian i'm a catholic or, or whatever it is but then you you dig a little bit deeper like what does that mean to you you know what does that actually mean that you're a christian that you profess to know christ and they're like well you know you know it's like what i grew up with you know or, yeah. or something like that there, there is no substance there they just that's what they are you know so it's so easy to be a christian in america yeah i mean you know because of what our parents grandparents went through in soviet union um it, it affects a lot of how they preach how they uh, do church, how, all these different things, you know, we see in our church why things are kind of the way they are. And, um, you know, but it, they were very uncomfortable in those times, you know, coming in secret. And my mom tells me stories of, you know, kids hiding under um, just, you know, they're hiding from from everything, going to underground churches, this and that. And now we look at it and, and we think, oh, we're so blessed to be living in America, but, you, you know, so blessed to be comfortable. But, in reality, our life is to be uncomfortable, you know, in, mm -hmm. in a sense where, you know, if you're if you're living for Christ, we are going against the world. Therefore, the world sh is going to go against us, you mm -hmm. know. And if we, um, you know, Romans twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is what the, is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect." Um, we we kind of become kind of conformed to this world, living in its comfortability instead of going out and going against it. You know, we we kind of just sit at, at home and you know in the pews and and we we're asking for power, um, you know, praying for the power of the Holy Spirit. But for what? For us to get up earlier on a Sunday, you know, to to have the power to sit through a two-hour service. You know, that's you know we should be asking for that power the way that apostles used. And in, in, we read in Acts about how they just stretched out their hand and the Holy Spirit came and they were evangelizing, they were preaching in the streets, they were um, getting uncomfortable. You know, that's what we need the power of the Holy Spirit is to get uncomfortable, to Jesus brings us comfortability in the uncomfortable times when we're going out and having these, you know, awkward conversations or, or being yelled at. You know, we just went out last week in, uh, on Thursday in, uh, in a part of our city that's very liberal, very... Um, progressive and very you know sinful sinful lgbtq community huge on that right you were there and mm -hmm. we met a lot of people we talked to a ton of people and many different backgrounds many different reactions we got laughing um there was people angry and but some were accepting you know mm -hmm. that's the same thing it's like 
we have this message of Christ, and um, you would think, man, doesn't everyone want to hear this message of of uh, life and, and joy and peace beyond understanding that all these things that Christ offers, and we when we speak to them and they laugh and we're talking, you know, you're destined for hell. Um, the only way is through Jesus Christ to get to heaven, and, and this is a serious thing. We care for their souls, but they laugh or get they mad, and because they know that they have to abandon their life. Yeah. But, you know, looking at it, they want to stay comfortable. Right, and, like, you kind I of already— talked s- way too long. Sorry. No, you're, you're, you're all good. You kind of just started answering, or maybe you already did answer, like, a question that I have. You know, we all have heard at least once in our lives, you know, how we're too comfortable, you know, and we're too— um, you know, it's it's not good to get be comfortable in our lives in America, but how do we exit that? You know, how do we get out of our comfort zone? And what does that actually look like in our lives? You know, and you kind of mentioned one way for sure is like going out and just spreading the name of Jesus to anyone and right. who will listen. Like, I think what's so bizarre in our in our Christian life, especially here in America, is like, it's a place that's like no other, you know, because mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, everyone here has at least heard or knows the story right. of redemption, you know, knows that Jesus came and uh, to die for them, die for their souls. Um, but like you mentioned, like they just don't care. Yeah. So it makes it like a very tough situation to be in to add to try and, you know, evangelize to people about this something that they think they already know or at least in words or at least in like from you know sunday school from when they were kids because this country was built up on that you know Mm -hmm. it's a christian country at least it was and and now we see that we're in this situation and i think that's definitely a super uncomfortable position to be in to be like hey you're wrong you know you're living wrong and obviously you're not going to be straight up with them most of the time um, going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit with how he's going to guide you. But that situation is not normal behavior for a person. Even just walking up to somebody on the street, you know, is not a normal mm-hmm. behavior that everybody does. And it's, it's uncomfortable for, you know, the average person. Yeah. And, and it, it gets more, it gets more comfortable, you know, as you, as you go through that, I believe that Christ sanctifies us and, and, and it, we're able to abandon more of our own thoughts or our own feelings and, Go on, do those things, you know. And ultimately, I think it's just the love of Christ that drives us. And even if it doesn't get more comfortable, like we should value what Christ has done for yeah. us more than what Absolutely. we feel, you know. Yeah. I mean, in 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 First uh, Peter says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the ex- excellencies of Him." who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. This is our calling, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, we kind of wait for like, oh, you know, Holy Spirit, tell me if I should go talk to this person and open your Bible and it says, preach, go preach into all nations. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's <laughs> the Holy Spirit telling you, go preach to all nations. Everyone needs to hear it, you know. Yeah. Everyone should hear it. This is what Jesus uh, calls us to do, you know. Um, I think we always get caught up in like, you know, should I, you know, talk to this person? I don't want to... I found it like the, even just asking that question is like kind of ridiculous, you know. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but also it should be your sign to go and talk yeah. to them, you know. Like, yeah, we we get and, so caught up in that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure there there's times when the Holy Spirit sets up an interaction where He is putting you out there to go talk to this person, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are definitely times like that, but 
the same time, we, we can't get caught up in that. Like, you know, I don't really feel like I'm, mm. I'm being led. Mm. You may go up there and you might get spit at, rejected. It does not matter. You know, this, mm. you know, and it's easy to say that also, you know, for us to come on podcasts and, and say, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, but um, in reality, this is our calling as Christians is to abandon our lives. It's no longer I that live, mm-hmm. but Christ that lived. And that we're all able to get to that point if we're, you know, we just talked about the cost, the, um, you know, are, are we getting too comfortable in Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we, we want to also kind of shift over to um, the signs of a true Christian. We want to practice what we preach, right? right? We go on evangelize. We want to practice what we preach, right? We can't be preaching to the world to get out of the world if we are in, our, in the world ourselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just like you were saying, you know, like going out to somebody on the street is one thing, but that's not your entire life. That's not, you know, your day-to-day. And if you're not living the life of a Christian, and as we're going to discuss in a minute what that actually looks like, you know, going mm-hmm. out in the streets not going to do anything because you, you, you're not transformed by it yourself. So it yeah. has no power that you can point to, like, look what God did for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just important not to get into the whole, um, you know, we, we, we obviously, we don't want, we don't want to be, um, put, looked at as as uh, some sort of blames that someone can look at us and be like, mm-hmm. "You're preaching this, but I know your life. Um, you have no idea, you know, what you're talking about. If because you, you know, it doesn't line up. Like uh, the Bible says that you may be a blameless and innocent, innocent children of God without blemish in the midst mm-hmm. of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom, uh, among whom you shine as the light in the world." Like this is our calling to be holy and blameless and un, and and acceptable before God. And um, Romans twelve, what is that? Uh, you know, this is our reasonable service. Um, it was one of our teens choir verses. <laughs> Present yourselves as a living sacrifice. sacrifice. Um, sorry, holy I, I, and acceptable. Oh, yes, like, exactly. The Lord. Um, you know, this is this is our calling as Christians to to do that to present ourselves as as. Um, living sacrifices that's in order for us to go out and and preach the gospel you know we can't we can't be um sitting at home doing one thing and and you know we can't even read our bibles every day we can't even we don't talk to god every day but then expect for us to go filled with the holy spirit and 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 preach the gospel Mm -hmm. with with boldness and and with his power you know um yeah and you know we all have heard that before, simply put, you know, how we ought to live the life that we preach. But what does that actually look like in the life? Yeah. You know, what does that look like, you know, that we can see first and foremost in yeah. ourselves and in others as well? Like the fruits, I guess you can call them or whatever, the signs of a true Christian. Yeah, I mean, I think we can look at our, our these questions, right? What do I desire? What do I think about on a daily basis? What are my conversations? What am I seeking? What am I running towards? Mm-hmm. What are my goals? What are my daily thoughts? And we can honestly look for ourselves. We, you know, we know ourselves best besides God. But if we honestly take a look back, look, and not even judging, judging by ourselves, judging by the word. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as, as in John, it says, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all the 
all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Mm-hmm. The will of God is to seek him. You know, we um, we sometimes get a, get caught up in we are saved to serve, but it's more so we are saved to seek. You know, of mm-hmm. course, serving is part of that. Um, going out and, and ministering and, and the worship team to go evangelize, to go preach, to go do anything sound, to, to, to clean the church, to, to help out the needy, the poor, the, the orphans, right? Mm-hmm. This is our calling. Um, but there has to be the seeking. You know, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There has to be a, where God is pouring into our heart from the word, from the Holy Spirit, spending time with him, and we pour out into other people, into our ministries. There is has to be that first. Yeah, it's like the fellowship with God, you know, just to have that relationship with him where you can come to him and just be honest before him, you know. And, like, I had this thought, actually, since, uh, during church the other day, or I guess today. Um, it's like, what are you without your ministry? You know, like, for us who are super involved, who are, you know, super just, like, caught up in all of, all of the things like that, you know, it's like when without all of that, like who are you after you know the preaching, after you know the choirs, the groups, all, all of it? Like who are you? Are you still a Christian? Yeah. You know, are you still seeking God in your own time? And it was kind of convicting to me. You know, like you know, I'm so busy, I'm so caught up in everything that a lot of times my that personal aspect of my relationship it, it, it fades. You know, it's not as prominent when it should be the first thing that you should run to. You know, yeah. above all your ministries because if you do it. If it's the other way around, if you put your ministries first and then seeking that personal relationship with God, sooner or later you're going to burn out. Yeah. Because that's not you're not getting power from the source. You're trying to do it on your own strength and say, God, look at what I'm doing. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's not conscious, but subconsciously mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. And it's like beyond your ministries, beyond like you know the church, even like the actual body of the church and your role in that. Like, can you still claim to be a Christian if you lost all yeah. of that today? would you still be a Christian? Yeah, I mean, in reality, we read, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. So that's easy to go through down that road of, of destruction, but the, the gate to Christianity is 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 very, it's it's a hard life, you know? We enter, like I said before, that we um, if we accept Jesus, we accept death. That's death to our desires, our possessions, some relationships, some friendships that we value. Um, you know, Jesus says, if you do not love or, uh, or do not, um, you know, if you don't love me more than y- your mother, mm-hmm. he put it in a different way, I forgot. But yeah, it's just, yeah. Even as, I think he said even, you know. If, you can pull uh, it up, it's Matthew. Um, but a lot, it's along the lines of, if yeah, you don't you, love me more than your mother or your father, you're not worthy of me. You being know? my disciple, yeah. And being my disciple. And, he's, and he, and he he calls us so many things that we kind of just skim over and we go to straight to like, you know, Jesus is my provider. Jesus is my, you know, gives me joy and peace. Yes, he does. Right. But, um, are we giving up those things that he calls us to give up? You know, Mm -hmm. that, that is required to be a Christian, right? You know, we, we can examine ourselves, um, truly just look at, look at our, our life. You know, are we living a life that is, is worthy of the gospel? You know, um, you know, we see so many people, we know so many people that are in the church, um, 
but that 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 doesn't mean anything. The only thing that separates them from the world, and, um, and you know, church is that they go to they wake up at early on Sunday morning. There's no other difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to be diligently seeking Christ. This has to be our one and only the thing that we hold above everything else. If we aren't doing that, we're not worthy of being His disciple. We cannot follow Him. Yeah, and I think this this passage it's in Matthew ten thirty four. It just fits so perfectly with what we were talking about. And it says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. Mm-hmm. I have co- I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and daughter against her mother and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Mm-hmm. Whoever loves his father or his mother more than me is not worthy of me and whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me yeah whoever finds his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it amen like this is why it's a narrow gate we read this and, and we kind of brush over it, right? And it doesn't mean we physically, we, we, we cause those divisions between brothers. But sometimes we have to abandon those things that are, are bringing us away from Christ. If some yeah. someone or something is holding you back, abandon it. Like mm. Bible says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, right? Mm. Job made a, a pact with his eyes to, to, to not look at women. You know, you pluck mm-hmm. them out. And, and so many things, we don't put our posi- ourselves in, in positions like that. We just, you know, go on and cruise. You know, we we hear the, um, the, the, you know, the good things, and, and we accept those good things. But when it comes to abandonment and, and reading that passage of, um, could you read the end again? Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Yeah, and, and that's that's like heavy. We, we hear that, and, and if we actually truly think about that, have we lost our life for Christ? Mm. Do we still look the same that we did before Christ? Mm. Do we still do the things? Do we still think about the same things? Do we still chase the same, I want a big house, I want to I, I wanna go out and, and have fun, I want a nice car, I want to you know, do dumb things with my friends, I want to have dumb conversations, I want to make dumb jokes. You know, Do we still have those things, or have we passed on Mm -hmm. and you know of course as soon as we um accept christ we have a a, a new mind we're renewed right there are many things that may you know take some process of getting rid of them and that's it's called sanctification the only thing way that happens is by faith right we and it's not just sitting there and having faith and, and it's not that's not the act of faith it's it's having you know faith that if i read my word um i will become more like or his word, I would become more like him. If I pray, you know, we're, we're putting our faith in Christ. It's not by our works, but, you know, through those things that we, you, you, that we do, we're having faith in Christ that he's changing us. You know, we're not focusing so much on, you know, I have to fix my issues, I have to do mm-hmm. this and that, that we're focusing on seeking Christ and we're ha- having faith that he is going to take care of everything else. You know, if we have th- certain things that we struggle with, we, we leave it in the hands of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, you know, like it says in the verses, like we got to lose our life yeah. for his sake. And it's not only talking about actually dying, you know, like physically dying, martyrdom, although that is a 
definitely a part of it, but even just dying to ourselves, dying like we were, we've been talking about, dying to our own ambitions, our desires, our dreams even, you know, if they lead us away from yeah. Christ or if they take God's place in our life, like we got to cut them out because God, he's a jealous God. There yeah. is no other room for other priorities other than himself, yeah. you know, even if he's your number one, like he needs to be everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do we have this active <clears throat> saving faith? Like many people say they believe they say that God is my number one. We say all these things, but, um, y- you know, it's, it's one thing to say and then another thing to actually do, mm-hmm. you know, um, my friend David from Cortland actually preached last week and, and he said, um, in, in, in the times of the apostles, they preached that being saved was is hard, and, and being a Christian is hard, and, and going through that process is a hard thing. But now, many people who are wiser nowadays, you know, say it's easy. You know, we we read the passage, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and ye shall be saved. Right? Amen. Mm-hmm. But many people believe that they have their faith. Oh, I believe in God. I believe that He dies for my sins. But there's no no action for that. Faith without works is dead. It's a dead faith. There's nothing, you know, we, we can't continue living in our own old ways. We can't continue looking like our old past. It's Those things are supposed to, be, oh, mm. supposed to be past. If we believe that Jesus Christ is our one and only, we have to live like that in order to show that, our, our, you know, our, our faith is true. It's truly in him that he is our provider, our, our salvation. Yeah, and my mind just, you were kind of talking about that, just immediately jumped to the parable of the sower. And when this, the seed of the gospel falls on the rocky ground, which is described in Matthew 13, um, as in verse 20, it's as for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is someone who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on the account of the word, immediately he falls away. You know, and it's just like, that's just was so like applicable here. It's just because so many people have received Christ, you yeah. know, have said the Lord's prayer or have said, you know, the, the, the words, you know, Jesus, forgive me for my, for my sins. I mean, you look at the crusades of like Billy Graham and, and then these other great evangelists, there are millions of people have supposedly been saved. And this is not like to, to throw on Billy Graham or anything like that, but just the people themselves, it's just like, but they were not aware. They were not, they didn't realize that the road ahead of them is not going to be easy. It's not mm-hmm. going to be so simple as saying a prayer. Like, yeah, they may have been saved in that moment, but when the tribulations came, when the problems arose in their life, as described in the word, as it literally says here, you know, on account of the word, well, then they fall away because, well, no one ever told me this. They never read their Bibles. They didn't know for themselves. They just said a prayer, you know? Right. And it's just like it's 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 that it's easy, sad. but it's also not that easy because there's more to it than just yeah. you know saying a prayer and then sure you're good you know for the rest of your life. But there's the a whole life ahead of you that we are called to live and live holy because He is holy, and that is a high calling. Yeah, I mean that's just a crazy thing about a a, a blameless, sinless, yeah. holy God. Like there's not even the right words on earth to exp- explain how holy God is. It's just like holy is just a substitute for how 
perfect and blameless God actually is. And he calls us to be holy as I am holy, right? As he is mm-hmm. holy, we are to be holy. Um, and, and, and that, you know, we, we hear that and, and we think, you know, that's impossible, right? But it's through Christ, right? Through Christ, we, we are made blameless, we are made righteous. But that doesn't mean we sit around, you know, we are, we are striving to be more like him. Every single day, you know, we, we get up early, we read our Bibles, right? You know, those are, we understand that those are not the things that save us, but we have to do these things. You know, faith without works is, is dead. We, we cannot claim something and live life a totally different way. You know, we have to examine ourselves. Are we walking on that narrow path, you know? Or, you know, a lot of times we, we, when we get comfortable, that's, like, that's kind of where the devil re- really wants the Christians. You know, they, he doesn't care. You can proclaim you know, Jesus as much as you want. That doesn't scare the devil like I believe in Jesus. That doesn't scare the devil. Even the demons believe, right? Mm -hmm. Even the demons believe. And many people on on earth believe in Christ, right? What does that mean for them? That could mean totally nothing. They could just say those words, but that, that, that means nothing, right? We have to live this life that is, that is acceptable of the gospel. And not accept that lie that Satan tries to tell us that we're, you know, we're unable to be clean. We're unable to be cleansed because Christ yeah. has already offered all of this. Right. And my mind just went immediately to Second Peter, um, chapter one, verse three, where oh, it says, I love this "His word. divine power." I know you do. That's why I remembered it. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life. And godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Yeah. Like we have everything we need to live the life that we're called to live in Christ. Yeah. You know, and it's when we lose sight of that, when we stop uh, putting our faith in Christ, when we stop spending time with him, becoming more like him, that's when we fall away. That's when we become unholy and not um, perfect. But Christ is, is, is perfect, right. you know, and, and we can sharing that yeah and and many people don't understand this side of of christianity of you know they may be thinking you know i'm um you know everybody goes through things it's fine like we you know i see this person kind of chilling i can kind of chill out i don't really have to do anything i just show up to church and but there's victory in christ and there's a christianity where we find satisfaction and completion alone in christ where we chase god daily and he is your satisfaction and no no man or woman can impress you nothing that a man can do can impress you you're just chasing after christ your mind is set on him it's set on heavenly things you you have no desire to to do the things of the flesh you're running towards god and you know that's not to say that we may not stumble right but we get right back up and we continue on our race we continue running towards god we don't give ourselves a pity party and say oh everybody's yes. going through the same thing i can kind of I, I can't go back to christ I, I i need to work on myself a little bit then i'll go back mm-hmm. no we keep on running to christ it's a race you know if you if you're running if, uh you know if i used to do track if you're running a four by one um and and you're getting past the baton right and we, we've had races where we drop it but you don't you don't just stop there you grab the thing and you keep running or, you know, you're, you're running away from something. If you stumble, you're not going to be like, oh, it's, it's over. I tripped on it. No, you get up mm-hmm. and you keep running towards God. You know, it's many people think, you know, we're getting that race to be saved, you know, and that's where it kind of like, oh, we're saved. We're good. 
the saving is just the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. You know, what are, we, what are we running towards? We're running towards Jesus. We already made it into heaven, right? Mm-hmm. We made it into heaven. We, we're, we're saved. We have Jesus Christ in our hearts. We've given up our old lives. We're, we're now made new creations, right? What does that mean? We run towards Jesus now. We run away from the world towards Jesus. No turning back. Yeah, and we started our conversation about, you know, being uncomfortable, but we can find comfort in that. Christ yeah. is called the comforter. You know, he sent us the, the Holy Spirit, which is one of its purposes is to comfort yeah. us. You know, so while the flesh might be uncomfortable, our spirit may find security in the fact that we have a place in heaven. You know, Christ said that he went and he prepared a place for us. Like that is where our security is. That, are where, that is where our faith lies. That is where we are looking forward to. Like this is this world is not our home. You know, yeah. we're just simply passing through surgeoners or, or whatever the word is. You know, just this world is not our home. So we don't need to be comfortable here to live. But we have comfort in the fact that we our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you guys hear this, this message and there's a tug on your heart, um, you don't have to wait to the next conference, the next altar call, the next prayer. You know, Christianity doesn't start at an altar call. Yes. It starts with, a, you know, a daily walk. Pick up your cross daily, you know. Um, the best thing to do is, is just open up your word, pray, read. It may not make sense to you now, but you, you continue in that and you... And and you place your your faith in Christ, and and you ask you're asking God, God, I, I have these desires, I have these, um, you know, these maybe this, this sin that's in my life, but all, I, all I'm gonna do is just chase after you. I'm I'm trusting that you're gonna take care of it, right? I'm just gonna follow after you. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna worship you through the pain, through everything. I'm gonna read your word, and in the process of that, I believe that you're gonna be taking care of that. Mm-hmm. The weight's on that's on my back. And, 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 you know, what you'll see is Jesus begins to sanctify you until completion, until, you know, um, when I read a verse, just end off that you know, we love here, we say it all the time, <laughs> talk about it all the time. Um, it says, um, if any of you, my brethren, it's James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If anyone of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. You know, we, we read this, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And you read first or second Peter today. Second Peter. He's given us everything to live a life yeah. of godliness, you know, through the knowledge of Christ. We have these things t- to live the life that Jesus called us. He's not going to call us to this high standard, be holy as I am holy with, with no help. You know, he has given us everything through the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, through, through his knowledge, through his word, through prayer. You know, he's given us all these things to live according to the gospel. We have all that we need mm-hmm. through Christ. Yeah. And many of us ignore that to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to go through the whole, oh, I, I just want to, you know, have my family and, and do this and, and have my job and, and be blessed. There, you know, there's a, a quote that, 
you know, if you don't want to truly live for Jesus, don't pray any real serious prayers. Mm. Just pray, Lord, bless me. You know, don't, you know, don't pray the prayers that um, say like, you know, Lord, strengthen me, or I mean, Lord, test my faith, or strengthen my faith, humble me. You know, those those prayers that are hard to pray. Um, yeah. But it's it's a life of with God rather than a mm. life of comfortability without God. Yeah, and I think that's just like a beautiful, you know, way to end, especially with like that verse that you read that we read so much, probably every other, every other podcast, if I'm going to be honest, but it's truth, you know, and as you were talking about a little bit before that, don't wait, guys, like wherever you are, in your car, at work, you know, doing work out in the lawn, on the in the yard, like it doesn't matter where you are, God hears your prayers, God hears you, so if you feel that tug on your heart or if you just you know realize that you're not living exactly as you should be you know and as exactly as as the bible says or you got have gotten too comfortable like run to him be honest with him because he already knows but now it's just our opportunity to just pour out our hearts to him and he will receive us and he will you know work on our hearts so um, yeah, we just we just sing a song. It says, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace." Mm-hmm. The way we know that God is is taking away things in our life and and taking away sin and making us more more whole, sanctifying us, is because we can't explain how it happens. We look to Jesus at His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely mm-hmm. dim. Yeah. It'll be no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me through this process, of a beautiful process of sanctification that is Christianity. We, you know, we're justified by faith the same way we are sanctified by faith. And that's we what many of us are missing. We have to be sanctified daily. We have to run to the cross daily, talk to Jesus daily. Um, God bless you guys. We, we hope that this has encouraged you guys to live a life that is, you know, worthy of actually being a called a Christian. We don't want to dilute that name, um, but we want to go on that narrow path and follow after Christ. God bless you guys.